there was a priest who began his homily one weekend, and he said, I want to talk to you today about the relationship between faith and fact. It is a fact that you are here in church and sitting in those pews. It is a fact that I'm standing here speaking to you. But it is faith that makes me believe that you will listen to what I have to say. <laughs> faith is that intangible. But faith is what our whole, whole uh, life is built on. It's what's called the apostles. Faith is the, the belief in God, not being able to prove anything, but knowing in your heart that this is God's will and I am going to follow it. And so we have at first that beautiful story in both the Matthew's gospel and in Mark's gospel when Jesus begins his ministry and we're told he walks along the north shore of the Sea of Galilee down to Bethsaida. And there he sees Peter and Andrew and they're casting their nets out into the sea trying to catch fish. And he says, follow me. And they immediately leave their nets, their boats, and they follow Jesus. And then a little further on down, he sees James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And they're in their boats. They're mending their nets with their father. And Jesus calls to James and John, and he says, come, follow me. And they drop their nets. They leave their boats. They leave their father, and they immediately follow Jesus. They did that in faith. They believed that they were called to serve God. See, everything begins with a call. Jesus called the apostles, and they responded in faith. Perfect faith where they left everything behind, and they followed Jesus. Well, we too have been called. Jesus calls each one of us, and he calls us. He even says in Scripture, he said, you did not choose me, I chose you to be my followers. We have been chosen, and we have been brought to the gift of baptism, where we are given our, the faith of our, our parents. See, at baptism, we receive the faith that our parents give us. It's not until confirmation that we affirm the grace that we received at baptism. We affirm that, yes, I was given this great gift, and now I claim it as my own. I now believe. And so we are called to walk in faith, to put God first above everything else, and to put our uh, worldly things on a back burner for God. See, there's a priority. We must always love God above all things. And whatever we love most is our God. If I love money and my pursuit is to make money, then that's my God. I am going to channel all of my energy, all of my efforts into making more money. 
Well, the thing I love the most is God, is my God. And so if money is the thing I love the most, that's my God. And our Savior God is going to be relegated to a lower position. If my God is power and prestige, that I want to rule people or I want to be in charge, well, then that's my God. All my energy, all my efforts are directed to gaining more control, more prestige, and more power. We have to decide who is my God. What is my God? And if I truly turn to the true God, remember Jesus said, be careful not to build up treasures that will rust and the moths will eat and they will decay. Build up the treasures that moth cannot touch or rust will not decay. Build up treasures in heaven. And that was the same message we had last week that we must walk away from the things of this world. We must prioritize and we must love God above all things. Then God is our true God. And then we will conform our lives to following him. The trouble is we always hold back a little bit. We profess with our lips that we love God, that we're going to serve God, but we don't do it fully in our lives. Sometimes we hold back a little. Sometimes we hold back a whole bunch. If we are to follow Christ in faith, we are to entrust our very lives to God. Jesus told his little flock today, right? He says, don't be troubled, little flock. Trust in me. Have faith in me. How much do I love God? How deep is my faith? Well, there's a story. You probably heard it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. There was a man who was going to cross Niagara Falls on a wire, on a high wire. Now, he knew that other people had crossed Niagara Falls on a wire before, and he wanted to do something a little differently. So he was going to cross Niagara Falls on a wire, pushing a wheelbarrow with a person in it. Well, he hadn't found anybody to sit in the wheelbarrow yet, but he built his own little uh, low practice wire. And every day he was out there all day long from sunrise to sunset, pushing a wheelbarrow across that practice wire with rocks in it. And he would go back and forth all day long, week after week, month after month. And one day, a young man saw him and, and uh, came, and he approached him. He said, sir, I, I've noticed you for the last several weeks. Every day you're down here pushing that wheelbarrow across that wire. What are you doing? What, what, what are you trying to accomplish? And he says, I'm going to walk across Niagara Falls pushing a wheelbarrow and a person's going to be in it. He says, do you think I can do it? And the guy says, well, I've been watching you. He says, I, I'm pretty sure you can do it. He says, no, no, no. He says, do you really believe that I can do that? And he says, yes, I believe you can do that. And he said, well, good, you're my man. Get in the wheelbarrow. 
Well, how deep is my faith? He was asking that man to put his faith, his life in his hands. How deep is my faith? Am I willing to surrender to God and to put my life in his hands? Am I willing to get in that wheelbarrow and trust my very life with God to surrender to him? That's a question we all have to ask. How deep is my faith? Do I have boundaries on my faith? Do I listen to some of the things that God asked me to do and not everything? Well, if so, then I really haven't gotten in the wheelbarrow at all. I have not entrusted my life to God. But if I have faith in God, if I trust in God enough to get in that wheelbarrow, he will take me to heights that I can't even imagine. How deep is my faith? 